Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny what is up guys sophie here back with another video if you are new here don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can stay updated on all my videos and also don't forget to like this video and don't forget to share and lastly check the description box because i always put a lot of stuff in there specifically my book for christian single women and also i will be launching a facebook group if you are interested in reading the bible from front to cover 1 2021 but the facebook group is open now and i'll be posting updates until then so also check the description box there so that you can join the Facebook group. Now, what we're going to be talking about today is types of men that Christian women should avoid. So let's get into it. The first is that a man whose actions does not match his words. And let's go into Luke 645. And it says, the good man produces what is good and honorable and moral out of the good treasure stored in his heart. And the evil man produces what is wicked and depraved out of his heart for his mouth speaks from the overflow of his heart. So basically, I think a lot of the times men will get into lying, basically. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Men will just be lying. They'll just be telling you anything and they don't intend to follow through. And the downside to all of this is that if you get caught up in his words, a lot of women will trick themselves into thinking that the man is a good man. And I have dated people like this and I have seen my friends date people like this where the guy will be like, well, I'm a good man. You don't want to let me go. But if you look at their actions, then basically everything about them does not spell a good man. Because what does it say? A good man produces what is good and what is honorable out of the moral good treasure. So he's not going to sit up there and lie to you and treat you bad and feed you false promises or try to be fancy with his words and convince you that he is a good man when in all actuality he's not that's just a fancy thing or manipulation technique to try to prove to you or try to keep you around all while he gets away with doing the bare minimum basically so number two a man does not understand celibacy so as y'all know I talk about celibacy a lot I have been celibacy now for six years and believe it or not a lot of people think that Oh, a good man is not going to stick around if I am celibate. That is not true because if they are a Christian man, and I have had both, I have had men who have also been about like, I mean, they probably wasn't celibate, but they was a Christian man. They was like, okay, I understand. I want to still be in a relationship with you or work on this with you. And I have had men who claim that they are Christian and they'll be like, oh, well, I don't feel like you should be doing that. But ultimately, if God gave me the direction to be celibate, then why am I going to be listening to you a person and to do the opposite of what God told me to do? So if a man is sitting up there trying to to tell you that that's not what the Bible says. You should not listen to the Bible or you should not listen to God. If this is specifically what God told you to do, then stay away from him because it won't just be limited to there. This man is not about trying to understand your spirituality or the development of your spirituality. And that means that he's not plugged into God because I'm convinced that if God has given you specific direction on what to do, then he is going to send you a man that is also going to come into agreement with that and so if he doesn't understand your celibacy and tries to dissuade you from that knowing full well that this is what you're doing from God then be weary of those type of people because men should never want to override God's decision in your life so the third one is basically liars 
or men who just kind of say things and don't follow through. And this is kind of different from number one. These type of men are more of indecisive or aimless type of men's men, right? And so the Bible verse comes from Matthew 537 and it says, yes, yes, no, or no, a firm yes or no. Anything more than that comes from the evil one. So basically it can, because if y'all ever seen like indecisive men or men who are always like, oh, I'm gonna start this business and they always just saying stuff, but they don't actually follow through. So if you plan, if he plans on doing something with his life, going to college, buying a house, moving out of his mama's house if he's marrying you then that is his word that is his yes if a man says that he oh I'm I'm currently out of employment but I plan to get a job and then you're dating him for another year and he doesn't have a job and he's not and he's trying to live off you then basically his yes is not his yes and his no is not his no because as a man you need to be decisive in what you're doing you need to have a plan you need to be able to say and as a female I'm like this if I say hey I'm going to go to school or I want to you know pursue this business or I'm going to do this by next year or these are my plans for you then that's exactly what I'm going to do and so a man who is unwilling to do that may not necessarily mean harm to you but at the end of the day this is not somebody that you're going to want to be with because a real man should be decisive he should know exactly where he's going and if he speaks something then basically he should be able to follow through on that real men don't say yes or no if they don't know what if they're going to be able to keep their promises or keep their actions so I think it takes a level of maturity for a man to just be like yes no this is what it is and I'm going to follow up on exactly what I told you so the next one is Men who do not provide, and this comes from 1 Timothy 5, 8. If anyone fails to provide for his own, and especially for those of his family, he has denied the faith by disregarding its precepts and is far worse than an unbeliever who fulfills his obligations in this matter. And I think that this is a big one because in this day and age, people, women tend to get away from, oh, you know, my man, you know, I do everything. I pay for anything. He doesn't have to provide. He doesn't have to do this. And I think a lot of women, and I have said this multiple times, that they get into this whole ride or die mentality and I need to do everything while my man puts forth minimal effort because, and let's go back to the last tip, oh, because he said that he was going to get a job, but he actually has no decisiveness or follow through on that plan. And now you're sitting up here providing for him forever based on his false yes and based on his false no, right? Right? So at the end of the day, God does have expectations for men. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not saying that you can't work or that you can't have your own money, right? But at the end of the day, men can provide for you. They should. And if they don't, then God has a serial, serious issue with this. Furthermore, so that he's warning you not to be with a man like this, because ultimately it's going to cause you frustration in the end. If you are always the driving force behind everything, behind running the household being the provider doing this and doing that and he's just sitting in your house taking up space and I actually have a video on this that I'm going to link down below um, about are you finding a provider or a gold digger because we don't want to be a gold digger and there's a difference but you do want to make sure that you are finding a long-term sustainable partner that can add value to your life and your household that you can fully trust that if tomorrow you were to lose your job that he will be able to do everything Thing without dropping a dime. It is something to be said about a responsible man that can handle his finances and 
how secure that you feel as a woman in his ability to handle his own finances and trust him to provide for you without being stingy with the money or feeling like he's not going to pay the bills or the rent or like he can't. That is a large burden to bear to take on on your own if you have a man that's just not a provider. So the next one is married men. Okay, so I actually have a video on this and I have a popular blog on this that I wrote several years ago and it is still very popular. I'm gonna link it down in the description box. A friend actually asked me to write this because she was messing with the married men and I promise you when I wrote this, I did not realize how popular this topic was and how many faith-based people not only mess with married men, but they also try to justify it. I'm not sure if I said this, but I have a video down below that I'm gonna link on this, but there are a few things that I want to point out and a lot of people or some people got upset in that video and was like oh you just coming from the woman you just coming from the woman no not just coming from the woman but since my channel is mostly speaking to women I'm going to say to you that we need to stop excusing this as women because I feel like women will very often try to justify as to why they are messing with a married man. And ultimately the punishment is going to come out down on you. Yes, the punishment gonna come down on the man, right? But ultimately we responsible for ourselves. So I don't wanna hear, oh, well, he's the one who's married and all that other type of stuff. When you full well know that he's married and you still entering yourself in this situation anyway, and you're trying to blame external circumstances. Because one thing that we know is a marriage is a covenant. A covenant it between man and wife that this man has avowed to his wife whatever is going on in their marriage whether it's good whether it's bad whether it's indifferent is their issue it's not yours it's not up to you to insert yourself in that situation into their covenant because God gonna have a problem with you because the covenant is between them and even in first Corinthians 10 13 it says no temptation regardless of source has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to the human experience nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance, but God is faithful to his words. He is compassionate and trustworthy. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist, but along with the temptation he has in the past and is now and will always provide a way out so you will be able to endure it without yielding and will not overcome temptation with joy and that's first corinthians 10 13 so there's two points that i want to make in regards to the man and the woman first of all a lot of people think that just because you have an attraction to somebody that you have to act on it if the temptation is there we know that we're tempted as human beings but just like god says he gave you both the ability to resist and he will always give you a way out and often times that's just simply and I've been in this situation before seeing that a married man likes me even working around a married man and choosing to disengage and also choosing to avoid him altogether and I have two products about if you're messing with the married man or if you have if, or if you were married and your man cheated on you that I'll listen to the description box but either way you have to understand that you need to resist temptation that is what God rewards don't just give in and just try to say that God understand because he don't and the second thing is the reason why you want to avoid this man is because overall if a man does not honor his own covenant with his own wife and he cannot resist temptation when it comes to you then when he gets with you it's going to be the same type of behavior don't think that oh he's going to marry me and he's going to honor the covenant with me if he can't even honor the covenant with his own wife and resist the temptation with his with you with his own wife then when you get with him it's going to be the same type of situation and I feel like we see stuff like that all the time or one of those celebrity couples I think I 
I wrote a blog on this. If I remember to link it, then I will. When we look at um Kardashian and I think Tristan Thomas is his name. They're not married, but it's like she be so shocked that he sat up there and cheated on her. But at the end of the day, when she met him, he was engaged to somebody else and she was pregnant. So now you're shocked that when you became pregnant, that he's cheating on you in the same situation. That's because he cannot resist temptation. So don't think that, oh, just because I messed with this married man, that is something different and it's something special. That is a character flaw within him. And if he's not faithful to his wife, then you can probably expect that he's going to give you the same behavior. And the last one is men who do not know your worth. And I have a video on um, a woman worth more than rubies because what does the Bible teach us? An excellent woman, one who is spiritual, capable, intelligent, and virtuous. Who is he who can find her? The value is more precious than jewels and her worth is far above rubies and pearls. And that's Proverbs 31, 10. So if you guys don't know, rubies are actually more rare than diamonds. And when you think of a pearl, a pearl is a, a something that is found in the deep, dark ocean in the middle of what a clam and it has to mature over time. So these are not easy things to come by, meaning that you are not an easy woman and you are very rare. But a lot of good women, they tend to feel like, well, dang, I am. And what does the Bible verse say? Spiritual, capable, intelligent, and virtuous. But this man keeps stomping all over me. If a man does not, is not able to recognize your worth, then ultimately, like I've always said that he's not your buyer. He's not the buyer of this ruby and he's not the buyer of the pearl because it's beyond his mental capacity to understand your worth. So if you know for a fact that you are a good woman, don't be sitting up there trying to overdo and overprove. And I also have a video on this. I know y'all like, dang, you got a video on everything. I do because this is such a common thing that good women find themselves trying to do the absolute most to prove to a man that she is a good woman when really if he was her man, then he should just be able to recognize that. And if he continuously disrespects you and he don't see your worth or he feel like you need to be a little puppy jumping through hoops and doing dog tricks and telling you to roll over and sit in order to gain his attention and you don't need to be with him anyway because he doesn't understand your value. It is much better to be with a man who does understand your value, who does understand your worth and who will treat you accordingly. All right, guys, thank you guys so much for watching. Once again, don't forget to check the description box because I know I mentioned a lot of stuff that I was gonna put in there and I will see you guys another day, another time. Bye y'all.